Take your seat and enjoy the ride all aboard! <laughs> On Thursday, April 18th, the world and the paranormal community lost a true legend. Lorraine Warren was a paranormal investigator and demonologist whose life inspired franchises like The Conjuring and The Amityville Horror. Lorraine died at the age of 92. Lorraine was an inspiration to so many of us in the paranormal world, and I know that she inspired me to really dive deeper into this field of work and to learn more about different spirits, entities, along with the very real dangers of doing so. And after speaking to so many female investigators like the wonderful team Mystic Mitten, Amanda of Spook Eats, and Monica from Colorado Paranormal Seekers, just to name drop a few, you can really see that Lorraine Warren has left her mark on our world and made a significant difference to empower women everywhere. Welcome on board the Ghost Train. Today I wanted to pay tribute to a woman that has given us so much, and the only way I could think of doing this was to tell you my favorite Lorraine Warren story. Without further ado, I present to you... Paranormal Legacy, the Lorraine Warren story. All aboard. The story of Annabelle really starts to take form when the Warrens were contacted by the church to help two young female nurses who were communicating with what they thought was the spirit of a little girl. One of the girl's fiancés had claims of being attacked by the spirit, and though the injuries weren't serious, the activity was only getting worse. The two girls were starting to realize that the situation was getting out of their hands and they needed the help of professionals. Enter Lorraine and Ed Warren. They agreed to help these women and they made their way to their apartment building. The Warrens always came prepared with a tape recorder and a camera and they would set this up to do interviews during their investigations. They entered the home and met with Deirdre, Laura, and Laura's fiance, Cal. Ed set up the recording equipment in the kitchen. With a fresh tape in, Ed hit record and said, okay, I'd like to hear the whole story. Let's start from the beginning. The one woman Deirdre started talking about Annabelle. Ed asked, who's Annabelle? It was then revealed that Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll that belonged to Deirdre. But this doll was different. This doll had the ability to move and act alive. Annabelle was actually sitting in the living room on a sofa at this time. Lorraine saw the doll and Ed went over to inspect it. The doll was big and heavy and about the size of a four-year-old. The doll also had large, round, lifeless eyes with a big, creepy smile on its face. Ed asked where the doll had come from. Deirdre explained it was a gift from her mother for her birthday. It was used as decoration for the apartment. About a year ago, the girls started to notice that the doll would move to different parts of the apartment. Although they never actually saw the doll walking around by itself, they would come home and the doll would not be where it was left. Deirdre would leave the doll in her bedroom each morning with the arms straight by its side and its legs straight out. When she would come home from her shift from work, you guessed it, the doll's arms would be in its lap and its legs would be crossed. This went on for weeks and it raised suspicion from Deirdre, so she started to test it out. She would cross the arms and legs in the morning and get home at night, and you guessed it again, boom. The arms and legs were uncrossed. This doll moved more than that, though. Laura claimed that the doll would move from rooms on its own. When the girls came home one night, they found it kneeling in a chair by the front door. The girls tried to reenact this, but the doll would just fall over. It wasn't able to be in a kneeling position. The doll also started leaving them notes, with handwriting that looked like a child's. The notes said things that had no meaning to the girls at this time, like help us or help Cal. Now at this time Cal wasn't in any danger and the girls didn't know who us was. These notes were being written in pencil and on parchment paper. The women searched their entire apartment for a pencil and came up with nothing. Even stranger was that they didn't even own parchment paper. The Warrens suspected that someone might have a key to the apartment and be messing around with these girls. 
The girls thought the same, so they started to mark the windows and doors, or even have the rugs set up in a different way, so that if someone was to come in, they would leave a trace behind. The girls were not able to determine that anyone was breaking into their apartment. As all of this was going on, the girls found something even more creepy. They came home one evening to find blood on the back of Annabelle's hand and three drops of blood on her chest. This totally freaked the girls out. With all this going on, the girls decided to contact a medium. With the help of a medium, the girls conducted a seance. They learned that a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins died on the property. The medium also told them that Annabelle was trying to get their attention by moving the doll around. Annabelle then asked the girls if she could have the permission for her spirit to move into the doll so that she could stay with them. The girls thought this was a great idea, so they said yes. This is when the Warrens' experience really came into play. Their internal alarm started to sound, so they started to dive in deeper. They asked for Cal's side of the story. He told the Warrens how the doll had given him reoccurring nightmares. But this one particular story wasn't a dream. Cal woke up one night, and at the foot of his bed, he saw the Raggedy Ann doll, Annabelle, slowly hovering up his body to his chest, and then it stopped, and it began to choke him. Cal was helpless, almost in a state of sleep paralysis, and he couldn't move or call for help. He was being strangled to death, and no matter how hard he tried or how hard he tried to push the doll off, he couldn't do it. He soon then passed out and woke up the next morning absolutely terrified. Cal also told the Warrens a story about when he was home one night with Laura. They heard a noise come from Deirdre's room that sounded like someone had broken into the apartment. Cal approached the closed door slowly, and he waited for the noise to stop. When it did, he opened the door and hit the light on quickly to find nothing and no one in the room except for Annabelle laying on the floor in the corner of the room. When Cal walked over to the doll, he had an overwhelming sensation that someone was behind him. He quickly turned around and found nothing there. He then grabbed his chest and fell to the floor and called for help. Cal had been cut. Blood soaked through his shirt. Laura came to his aid and saw what appeared to be seven claw marks on his chest. Three were vertical and four were horizontal. Cal said the cuts had a burning feeling to them and they also healed completely within two days. The three of them were so scared that they had already planned to move apartments and wash their hands of this. What the Warrens told them next was truly disheartening. Lorraine and Ed explained to them that moving wouldn't solve anything. The spirit had attached itself to them and it wasn't going away that easily. Ed then called a priest to come to the apartment and perform an exorcism. Ed informed the three of them that there was no Annabelle and there never was. They had been tricked and the spirit had meaning behind everything it had done so far, which meant it was an intelligent, inhuman spirit. The Annabelle doll wasn't possessed either. The demonic spirit was giving the girls the illusion that the doll was being possessed by moving it around the apartment in order to gain their trust and make themselves more open to the possibility of being possessed. The plan was to have the priest come and bless the home and the Warrens would then remove the doll from the apartment. After the blessing was complete, Lorraine being the excellent clairvoyant she was, she said that the house was clear and now safe. The Warrens packed up their car, Raggedy Ann and all, and started their drive home. They drove with caution and avoided highways since they weren't sure that the doll had been cleared from the attachment. They were worried that the spirit might try and sabotage their drive home. And they were right. It seemed that every winding turn, the car would stall out causing the power steering and the brakes to stop working. Ed decided to grab a bottle of holy water and make the sign of the cross and hit the doll with the water. This ended the stalling out of the car and the Warrens made it home safely. At first, Ed left the doll in his office on a chair by his desk. 
He actually witnessed Annabelle levitate and drop back down several times in that chair. They started to notice Annabelle appearing in different rooms in their own home. When they would leave their home, they would lock Annabelle up, and upon return, that's right, they would find Annabelle sitting up in Ed's office. The Warrens also started to see a black cat take form around Annabelle. It would walk around Ed's office, observing his collection of books, and then walk back to Annabelle's side and slowly dissipate from the head down. Could this be the spirit of Annabelle starting to show itself to Ed and Lorraine? I don't know. Countless events like this constantly happened. Even stories about a priest coming over and mocking Annabelle and saying things like, You're just a doll. You can't hurt anyone. This same priest had similar car problems on his way home from the Warren household. His brakes gave out, and he was almost killed in a car accident. Others have been warned about even coming into physical contact with the doll so it doesn't create an attachment to them. Some choose to respect the doll's abilities, and others choose to mock it. It seems those who mock Annabelle turn into believers quickly, or they suffer a much greater fate. Incidents continue to happen in the Warren household after their many investigations, but the story of Annabelle has captured endless interest and become a phenomenon on its own. Thank you for being on board the ghost train today and remembering the legacy of Lorraine Warren. Until the next time, good luck sleeping tonight.